previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And, you know, talking about Cub Sox and something that uh, Wilbon said, when you grew up in the city, your favorite team was one or the other, but you still rooted for the other team to do well because it was American League National League. Right. So they never played. Yeah, except maybe in the so, World Series. Right, yeah. <laughs> And that was never going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. I love that you do that. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. No third wheel today because we are, well, I'm reevaluating some friendships, some little ships, as I call them. Yikes. Um, Some people, well, actually one in particular made my list. Uh, you won't know unless you listen to our other podcast on the network, the Upset Special Podcast. Tiny Chuck, this will be music to Sully's ears, but Roxy, I hate to say this, uh, Tiny Chuck's on the list. No, what did he do? It's not what he did, it's what he didn't do. Oh. Okay? Okay. Never heard of the movie The Warriors. What? Never. Not only had he never seen it, he'd never even heard heard of it okay well to be fair i had never heard of it until you came into my life but you're you're much younger true okay (laughs) you weren't around in the 70s or the 80s pretty much well i mean for for a hot second (laughs) and i was just dumbfounded yeah and i told them i was bringing it over here i'm gonna not say anymore because i mean if we hear from littles about it that's fine if they want to make mention of it if they think it's the worst movie ever if they think it's the cult classic that i think it is right I think I've told that story on this mm-hmm. podcast where I was snuck into the drive-in to see it. And yeah, I was just shocked. So I'm yeah. going to wait till Tiny Chuck's back on the show so I he know. can defend he himself. Know that. He should know that movie. I just couldn't believe that he'd never even heard of it. It wasn't so much that he didn't even see it, which right. surprised me. But so yeah, I'm starting to... Reevaluate. Reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. My friends list in my head. Wow. As they call it. Anyway, let's get to the <laughs> show. First, let's start on a positive note. Okay. The catching up of the podcasts... It's really fun. It's so much fun, and we appreciate it, especially all you new listeners that are coming into the podcast. And writing into us. Writing into us. It's really fun. We apologize. We don't get to all of them, and we also don't want to like rehash old topics that we've already hashed out. Hashed out a lot. To the max. For the the loyal listeners that have been listening all along, but sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And I mean, some of the ketchup talk and the peanut butter talk is just out of this world. Gold. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. So I did want to, I mean, just one fun comment was Brian Becker and, you know, because it was going back and forth. And again, we apologize. We can't read all these comments and all these Mm -hmm. notes and emails that get sent into us, which we're so thrilled to be able to say. I mean, in one sense, it stinks because we'd love to get to everything, but we appreciate them and we do read them all. And most times we try to reply if we can. It's basically just me doing the social media here because, you know, Roxy's up to her necks and high kicks. And (laughs) and, um, yeah. So anyway, Brian Becker writes, though, if ketchup on a hot dog is wrong, I don't want to be right. Ah, I love that. That's great. That's a great. I don't know if it's like, you know, it needs to be on a shirt, but I think it's great. That's good. All right. Then we get to Sully in Boston. Oh, boy. Okay. this This one I loved. Brace yourselves, Littles. He said, my kid has asked to try chunky peanut butter. And because I believe kids should make their own mistakes... I'm letting him. Ah. Now, we, we have something to say about what a mistake is, but yeah. Todd Takei <laughs> commented, I hate creamy unless you're cooking with it. But even then, crunchy sometimes has its advantages. Cookies, stir fry. Now, we're going to get into another sorry, topic what? later. Peanut butter cookies, Roxy. Are you into those? No. You, so you don't make them or no. anything like that? Because I know what he means. 
Now, I don't know if those recipes call for specific smooth or crunchy peanut butter. I'm going to have to get my sister's Wait, did he this. say cookie stir fry or cookies? Comma, stir fry. Did I read it too quick? I don't know. Wait, so cookies that are stir fried no, or no, no, just cookies and then <laughs> no, a stir, stir fry dish? No, a stir fry like a... Oh, yeah, no. Po- peanut butter and a stir fry is yeah. good. Oh, yeah. it's absolutely great. Yeah. yeah. Then Sully replied, I'll cook with it. And if I wasn't just eating it with a spoon out of a container, I prefer chunky, but not on a sandwich as he writes. On a what? Sandwich. Sandwich? Yeah, I love that. That's what he said. So I'm confused because in one sense, you're pretty much telling us your children are going to make mistakes here for eating crunchy, but then you say, I prefer chunky. So I'm a little confused by all of this. Now, here's the big twist on all this, Roxy. Todd Decay, as a kid, the only experience I had with creamy was when grandma made them at her house. I'm assuming sandwiches. And she also put butter on the bread. I recoil 40 years plus later and can still taste the horror. I don't know how my mom and my uncle survived. But why? Why? I don't know. Why do... I just got a little sick. I almost threw up in my mouth a little bit. Now, so, was the bread toasted? Because that was well, the only way I can see spreading butter on the bread. But it, it's well, still... I don't, I don't know. Good for you for pointing that out. Because Sully did say in some, mm-hmm. some form that he does it on bagels before cream cheese, but... It's to toast the bagel first. Right. Okay. I would never even think of that. Now, that might be amazing. Wait. So you're saying he puts peanut butter on a bagel and then cream cheese on top of it? Regular butter. Oh, regular butter. Regular butter so that you can toast it nice. Yeah. See, I put my butter on after it's toasted. Oh, I toast the I toast gotcha. the bagel. I toast and the, the bread, the and okay. then I spread the butter because it makes it easier to spread. Okay, but butter. can we get back to peanut butter and jelly? Yeah, I, I've never heard of that, and it's still making my stomach. Putting butter on the bread, and then, then peanut, butter peanut butter, and then jelly, and then now, I would hope chips. Uh, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I'm hoping that that one's come up a few times <laughs> recently too. But we've got so many. That's what I mean. We have so many so great things, great so things, and things. so little time because yeah. we have some major things to get into. I'm hoping. Now, Todd K, can you confirm this? Are you saying on a regular, just normal piece of bread, cold or whatever, right. room temperature, your grandma used to put butter on it and then layer the peanut butter on top of that? And I don't care if that's crunchy or smooth. <laughs> that That's just, I just can't even think about that. Or is it what Sully was suggesting where she would put the butter on the bread to then toast the bread and then you would have a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You know, a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich doesn't sound that bad. No, no, that's fine. That that's, actually sounds pretty I've good. I've done that in the past. I have not done that ever, but that actually what? sounds really good. Really? Oh, sometimes, yeah. If I'm just making like a yeah. piece of toast yeah. and I have jelly on it and all of a sudden I'm like, huh, I'll just throw some peanut butter on there. Right, right. Fold it up. Half a sandwich. Bada bing, sandwich? bada boom. Is that what he said? Sandwich? A sandwich. Okay, let's move on. We've got so much. <laughs> My brain is about to explode. <laughs> Absolutely. But okay, now we know Chuck has problems talking. It's and okay. a lot of times he definitely mispronounces names. So do I. Okay, fine. I do it a lot. I mispronounce words. Okay. Now, and I'm all for this. Okay. But I'm confused because... Michelle Pendleton, I'm, I'm not throwing you under the bus in any way, shape, or form, okay? But you did write in, and I'm a little confused because I went back and checked the tape. Yeah. Because I did my homework on this one, okay? But she writes in and says, listening to last Saturday's pod and had to laugh when you mispronounced Obitsman, quote. It's O-M-B-U-D-S-M-A-N, unquote, as you corrected your mispronunciation of 40, I'm guessing this got addressed on Tuesday's pod, but the irony was the best. Okay, first of all, no, it didn't get addressed on the pod because you're the only person that wrote in about this. Yeah. 
Now, I'm a little confused. We're going to roll the tape. This is what was said. And then we're going to hear what Wikipedia says. Right. Ombudsman. 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 Okay, so Roxy, I mean, that's really close, if not... The only thing I hear different in her defense, I do place the accent in a different place. Yeah, I was going to say that. And it's honestly hard to tell if she's saying if she's going the D route or the T route. Ombudsman or ombudsman. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Or ombudsman. Ombudsman. Um, I have no clue. Michelle, is this a tomato tomato type thing? No, and I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. I, 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 I want to learn. I want to learn. Is there a right or wrong but or is I, there some gray area Just for the record, there? I'll be honest. I wasn't exactly sure when who wrote that in i don't even remember i've been so focused on yeah i don't remember who the original email came from that used the word but i wanted to make sure so i did some homework on it for once i never do that i did some homework so i thought i was saying it right but in your defense i did put the accent in a different place so i'm really i'm sincerely curious is this a tomato tomato thing Uh, send us a voice Voice memo memo. that would be so helpful how do you say it and we'll get to the bottom of this because i'm here to learn I totally admit my mistakes. I, I embrace no my mistakes now because <laughs> we know I'm an idiot. So, but I am trying to learn. Now, Michelle, you also wrote in and said, okay, Roxy is 100% correct. Should I just stop there? <laughs> I mean. All right, let's meet the littles. No. <laughs> she writes, only chocolate chips should be in an oatmeal cookie. Yeah. Who would waste a good oatmeal cookie with raisins when chocolate chips exist? Exactly. Okay, now, no, no, fair enough. <laughs> The way that's worded, it kind of immediately says, oh, if you like raisins, you hate chocolate chips. Now, that could be the farthest thing from the truth. Right, I mean, right. I can, I enjoy both. Right. I'm just going to say that. You do. And just for the record, Tony Kornheiser clearly likes a good raisin. We've heard that in the last week alone. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if out in his cookies, but I have to get to the bottom of something, Roxy. And then we're going to let you weigh in on this because, well, we're going to start right here. I always thought, because, all right, just go, my mom, she made chocolate chip cookies and she made oatmeal cookies. Mm -hmm. Two separate, completely different things. They were never combined. They were never mishmashed together. Now, I've said on the podcast many times, I love your oatmeal chocolate chip cookie is what you call them. Okay. Love them. They're fantastic. They're actually called bush cookies. Bush cookies? Yeah. My family's been making them for years and years and years. I don't know if this is something, maybe this was like one of the Bush's recipes that was passed around to the world. Yeah, potentially. I'm not, I know. Oh, I thought maybe it was the company who made the chocolate chips. No, I don't know for sure. No, I don't know for sure, but I just know that my family's been making them for as long as I've been alive. Okay. Um, If not, I mean, definitely longer than that. And it used to be a tradition where we'd only eat them on Christmas. We'd only have them on Christmas or I think then Easter, but. I'm sorry. I but they will... weren't called oatmeal chocolate chip Christmas cookies? No, they were called okay. bush cookies. <laughs> All right. So, but my real, because I need to get to the bottom of this yeah, real yeah. quick. So I'm under the impression, it sounds like I'm wrong. So I'm throwing that out there <laughs> right up at the top. I was under the impression that oatmeal cookie dough, no matter okay. what you put in it, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. just oatmeal cookie dough mm-hmm. and then chocolate chip cookie dough without mm-hmm. the chocolate chips in it, you know, you know what I mean? Because you put the chocolate chips in last, right? When you make yeah. chocolate chip cookie dough. They're different. Is that not true? You're saying it's the same exact. She's laughing at me because like I should know this, but. I don't make two batches of cookie dough and then and make one oatmeal and one well, chocolate chip and then mix them all together. I just make one thing. Okay. With but both in. All right. The Littles, recipe, I so need you, clarification on this because I'm conf- No, I'm legitimately confused because when I taste, even before you put the raisins in the oatmeal batter mm-hmm. and before you put the chocolate chips in the chocolate chip batter. 
they taste, at least the texture, everything was no, just different. No. Well, it was for my mom growing up. Sure. Now, my mom's not still around, so I can't ask her, but maybe one of my sisters can weigh in. I don't know. But this is, I thought it was completely different. This is a cookie dough no, that I, incorporates oatmeal I understand and that. chocolate chips. But what I'm saying, and you're just saying you would just never make just chocolate chip cookies or just oatmeal cookies pro- like on their own separately? Honestly, I don't think I would ever make oatmeal cookies on their own. I don't know why. I mean, I could probably make this recipe and just omit the chocolate chips and that would taste good. And put raisins in it? I mean, I guess I could do that, but that's totally ruining it. <laughs> um, anyway. But I just, I would never do that. Anyway. I, don't, I don't know. Like this, this particular recipe, well, you, that, you right. make the dough and then you put the two cups of oatmeal right. Right. oats and then you put the two cups of chocolate chips and you just mix it well, all together. Well, my mind's going to be blown if it's the same cookie. If it's the same exact dough and then you just throw the oatmeal in or the chocolate chips. I don't know. I didn't realize it's that. It's just a recipe. <laughs> well, no, I realize that, but I'm, I want to get to, because I have to be honest, yeah. I like my oatmeal cookies with raisins. Sure. Now I'd never had this oatmeal chocolate chip cookie concoction that you Until came up with, I, which I love. It's right, amazing. Right. Totally admitting well, I'll that. I'll tell you what, I'll make this recipe and instead of putting chocolate chips in it, I'll put oatmeal. Well, I'll, I don't I'll know if I'm going to like that it. though, though. Well, um, I'll, I'll make a half batch. Not even a half, just a couple cookies. I'll make just Put um, a little couple scoops. No, because seriously, okay. because I yeah. definitely think no, I can do raisins that. in a cho- chocolate chip batter would be gross. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You, I definitely am not on board with that. No, no, no. Okay, but I like me some raisins. Okay. Thank you, Michelle Pendleton, for all of that. Now, she also writes in, Roxy, she wants your recipe. If you're, Is that a family recipe that I love so much? Well, that's what I was saying before. It's been in my family for I guess, generations, but I'm not sure if it came from somewhere else like the Bush family or because they are called Bush cookies. That's what we've always referred to them as. At one point, I wanted to call them grandma cookies because my mom used to bake hundreds of them to bring to my college performances Mm -hmm. for the cast and crew. Right. And she would individually wrap them, put them in a nice basket. And let me tell you, littles, by my senior year of college, kids were hoarding them. And (sighs) steal. if you left a cookie on top of your dressing room station, someone would come by and swipe it (laughs) and steal it from you. We had to have a sit down with stage management saying, please do not steal each other's cookies. (laughs) Like it was... It was like they're good. They're really they're good. So Maybe we'll good. have to do another contest, and the winner gets a batch yeah. of mom's. Well, Maybe. Your, yours. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. Maybe there's a cookie contest or oh, anyway. Yeah. But she would love the recipe. Absolutely. If you're, all right, so mm-hmm. we'll try to get that out to you, Michelle. Thank you so much for the emails and the notes. One last one before we get to our great Meet the Littles guest, just because we heard from Jenny Robbins. We haven't heard from Jenny in ah. a long time. We love us some Jenny Robbins. She wrote, "It's Beetlejuice season." And as a nod to two of my favorite people at Jason Fuse and at Buffalo Alice, I have a question related to an artist that stumped them both several times. What song had the lyric, quote, I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway, end of quote. Now, I wrote her right back. I actually asked her, I said, do you want us to read this on the air or do you just want the answer? Because, hello, Chuck's that old. Okay, because I love this song. I, I don't know this song. I know you wouldn't know it. That's why I just kind of say it I mean, it I might know it if you tell me what it is. Singing the same old song. I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway. But like a rhinestone cowboy. Nope. Bum, bum. Oh, Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Glenn Campbell. And we had a nice little back and forth about it real uh-huh. quick. But we just love hearing from 
from Jenny, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I know I've said this before on, on the podcast. I did the Annie Get Your Gun tour with Glenn Yarborough, mm. and he did many a things with Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And he had some great stories from the, when he was on the road with him. Nice. And um, so the answer was, of course, Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Love the song. I don't know it. And Roxy doesn't know it. <laughs> All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Let's get to our great Meet the Littles guest. A lot of fun and a hobby that we have in common. Yeah. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, littles. This is Sandra Rohde, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. thing that I remember since you've been gone windows in the winter holding brushes too long one thing that I've been we are being played in this episode by a good friend of the podcast Dante Mazzetti and this song is called your name. If you like what you hear, you can literally find Dante everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, all those regular places you buy your music. Or the best place to find all his information is simply go to his website. It's DanteMazzetti.com. That is D-A-N-T-E-M-A-Z-Z-E-T-T-I.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Your Name, at the end of the podcast. The blood red light Sirens in the water Cold your head Then you vanish from me Alright, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And we have a fun one for you today. Please welcome to the podcast, Craig Rose. Hey Craig, how's it going? Doing good. Alright. Excited to have you on. It's been a long time coming. So what we normally do is just turn it over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to the loyal littles out there and tell us a little something about yourself. Uh, Craig Rose. Uh, I live about 60, 60 miles, I think it is, west of Chicago uh, in DeKalb. I'm originally from New York. Uh, New York State, not New York City. Yeah. Right. New York State, south of Buffalo. Uh, I grew up there and then went further upstate New York. <laughs> Went to engineering school up at Clarkson University, which is in Potsdam, yeah. which is north of the Adirondacks and miserably cold. <laughs> which is why I didn't go to Potsdam. Continue. Yeah. So that's when when I was at Clarkson, I met my wife, current my current wife. Well, my only wife, I guess. <laughs> was, was that a slip? <laughs> met her, and then she was she. At, this is going to blow everyone's socks off. After she graduated, she went on to Purdue and got her master's and PhD in nuclear engineering. Whoa. <laughs> Hold so, on to your hats. Uh, yeah, yes. And that's everyone's amazed by when she says that. So then, well, she went to Purdue, so we moved out to West Lafayette for a few years. And then she was pretty sure she was going to end up at Argonne. So we, uh, we moved outside of Chicago, and she works at Argonne National Lab. And I have had a mechanical design engineer. I've done robotics power transmissions. And what did you study in school? 
Uh, mechanical engineering. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now let's get into this because you've moved all around. You said you grew up in what I call Western New York. <laughs> yeah. West, Western New York. Yeah, <laughs> halfway between Buffalo and Erie. Right. And that's, for Do- for that, that's coming from a true upstate New Yorker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so where does your fandom lie, your teams and all that stuff? Because you've moved all over. Baseball uh, is Yankees and Nationals. I've been a Yankees fan my entire life. A Nationals fan since I started listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah. probably 10 years ago. Yeah. Let's see. Hockey, Buffalo Sabres. I've been, we've had some bad years past 10 years, <laughs> but this year's looking promising. So we'll hold our fingers crossed. You know, this is going to uh, be funny. Now, everyone who listens to the podcast knows we're not huge hockey buffs, but to yeah. the point where I already I completely forgot Buffalo had a hockey team. Like, I just thought it was the Rangers and Islanders. But it's funny because I always I always rag on what I say, the New Jersey Giants and New Jersey Jets, because I consider yeah. Buffalo Bills our only true New York football team because mm-hmm. they yeah. actually play uh-huh. in the state of New York. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Sabres, yeah, they haven't been that good. They were good a while back, but, yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, I mean, they haven't been good since I've moved out here. I've, it was right around... I've been out in Chicago area for 10 years now, and it was right around there. The, was the last time they made the playoffs? It was about mm. 10 years ago, I think it was. So what you're saying and is it's your fault. It is my fault, yeah. <laughs> I've also, since we're on hockey, also Clarkson, my alma mater, has a men's and women's hockey team that uh-huh. are pretty prominent national powers wow. uh, in Division One. Our women's team has won three times in the last seven years the national championship. And it's still the only school outside of Wisconsin or Minnesota to win. Really? So, yeah. yeah. There's only four schools in women's hockey that have won national championships in D1. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Minnesota Duluth, and Clarkson. How come we haven't heard about that? Outside of Minnesota and Wisconsin, nobody watches. We have three-time national champions, and you're lucky if you get – 300 400 people in our stands mm. at home really games. yeah it's even I, wisconsin the thing that shocked me when i came moved out here and clarkson came out to play wisconsin i was two or three years after i moved out here wisconsin women minnesota women have their own hockey arenas themselves Wow. That hold probably 3,500. And they fill them on a regular basis for regular season. When I went up there to watch Clarkson play Wisconsin a few years ago, they they filled it. And it was, I don't know, it was some Friday, Saturday or something in January. And it wasn't, it was Clarkson. So it wasn't like it was a big rival. And they still filled the place. But you're saying your alma mater would never fill it. Maybe when we play St. Lawrence, who is our rival, it's yeah. 10 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. That might be when we fill it, but that's still a stretch for women's hockey to fill. I think our arena is 3,000. I don't think they fill it very often. Right. They might have the nights that they raised the banners mm-hmm. the, the three years, but I doubt it's a regular. I know it's not a regular basis because all the games are broadcast on ESPN Plus. Oh. So that's a benefit. We, I can watch almost all our games sitting in my living room i just that blows my mind i mean i get it but yet like i said i know that area pretty well i almost went to potsdam but i did not know the hockey was so big up there oh it is yeah absolutely it is and the men's hockey has always been the women's hockey has grown in the like the women's hockey program started my senior year which was oh seven oh six oh seven 
And then it just, they weren't really good the first few years, but then in 2015 was when they won the first year, their first national championship. And then they've won two more since then. And what do you think put them over the edge? Did you get like a new coach or? No, they caught lightning in a bottle. They had a very good season and they really came out of nowhere that season because Wisconsin and Minnesota were highly ranked the whole year mm-hmm. and we beat Wisconsin or did I don't remember if we beat Wisconsin in the frozen four or if Minnesota had, but we played Minnesota in the championship game and they just caught lightning in a bottle and beat them, had a couple of good, good goals. And then a couple lucky breaks and beat them. I want to say it was five to three. Oh, wow. So, and yeah. what did they and call then, it? They call it the frozen four. Is that what you said? They Yeah. They frozen four. the women, the men and the women, the final four in hockey is called the Frozen Four. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. Fun. Now, first of all, Bobby, you're welcome. <laughs> I think that's the most hockey talk we've ever had on the Loyal Littles podcast. Yep. <laughs> so I figured we'd run with it. Now, Craig, how did you become a little? Now, when did that all start in your fandom? That start, well, I've been a PTI watcher since it started. Okay. And then uh, I found the podcast because when my wife was still in West Lafayette, and I had moved up here to start working, I would go back down there on the weekends. So I need something to listen to in the car because it's about, it's about a five-hour drive from mm. DeKalb down to West Lafayette. And I just happened to stumble across it. And it's like, oh, I watch PTI on a daily basis. It's got to be around the same thing. And that was back when there was actually like two podcasts. There was the ESPN version that cut out Old Guy Radio. And then you had to wait for the delay for the whole two-hour episode or whatever. Right. The next day. That was 2010. So 10, 11 years I've been listening to the podcast or radio show and then the podcast. Because even now, I still have an hour drive to work every day. Right. Oh, wow. It was better when it was a daily show because I'd always have it on my way home from work. But now I've had to find some other stuff. When there's a Kornheiser show podcast, I always listen to that first. Yeah. But then there's three or four other things that... I've gotten into that are just history based things mm-hmm. and just current events things. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, no, absolutely. All right. What about the other sports now? Are you a football fan at all? Yeah. Packers fan. I grew up in Buffalo or outside of Buffalo, but I'm a, I'm a diehard Packers fan since Ooh. probably five or six years old. We, I went to a pack or bills Packers game when I was a kid with my dad and they were, the bills were playing the Packers and I, didn't want to root for the Bills, so I picked the Packers. Why not? And I was like, everyone else is rooting for the Bills. I don't want to. I was sort of <laughs> contrarian in it, and I just and I've been a Packers fan since. Now I will still root for the Bills because they're my hometown team, sure. and I like to see them win. But uh, if last year looked like it might have happened, right? If the Bills and Packers had played in the Super Bowl <laughs> last year. Yeah, what would you have done? I think I would have rooted for the Bills. The Packers have won the Super Bowl twice in my lifetime. Yeah. I've seen them win. I'm okay with it if they didn't. Yeah. So and the Bills, I mean the Bills lost four miserably yeah. when I was a kid. So right. I think I would have rooted for the Bills because Buffalo needs something. Yeah. The Sabres oh, nice. are <laughs> the Sabres aren't bringing it home anytime soon. Right. Oh, that's interesting. That's really nice of you. I'm kind of the same way. When I found my teams and everything, and that's kind of sort of how I became a Red Sox fan. Um, oh. But, yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, my wife's a Red Sox fan. Oh. oh that's fun. Or is it? 
it, what's that like? It is. It's not. Too, she's not a diehard Red Sox fan. I mean, she grew up in New England, uh-huh. right. so she's 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 got a proclivity to being a Red Sox fan. Sure. But she's not a diehard. I mean, she doesn't. She rarely watches baseball anyhow. Gotcha. So it's not that big, but I mean, she is a Red Sox fan. Gotcha. All right. We'll leave it at that. Anyway, on that note, I think it's time for a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You can stick around, right? Yeah. All right. Loyal Littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Dr. Marshmallow, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to be sitting here with Craig Rose, and we're learning all about him and his fandoms all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. It's fun. Now, Littles, as most of you know, when we set up these interviews, we give them these forms and they fill them out. Now, you had something on here where we want to get into. It's really, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. You just wrote Lego. Oh, okay. <laughs> building Legos. Okay. With, as a kid, you get Legos in a set uh-huh. and you build them. And I did it when I was a kid and then kind of bought, stopped doing it when I was in college and then at teenage years through college and then when I got more disposable income, I was like, oh, those are nice. So uh-huh. I, got, I have the Millennium Falcon uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lego set. Classic. Um, How long did that take you? Uh, it was 36 or 38 hours. Oh, wow. Not, not straight. Yeah, took, right. No. Like it was stretched out over months. Right, sure. Because I put it away or stopped. All of the big ones, I started keeping track in a spreadsheet how much, how long it took me. But that's the one that's taking me the longest, the 38, wow. 38 that, hours. Is that your favorite? No, actually, the my favorite one is a Technic Porsche RSR race car. Oh, it's a car. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a car. It's a Porsche. And it's it just the way it was built and it feels, that's been my favorite. Wow. Ha- have you ever uh, built Have you ever built a stadium? <laughs> With fake legs. No, I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't. Don't do no. it. I do not recommend it. <laughs> All right. Here's the story. Roxy, I think we already said this on the podcast one time. Roxy bought me Fenway Park. Okay. But it was from but some it, it, company. We won't throw them under the bus as much as we would Legos. love to. No, I know which one. And Bob Sproul knows what, what we're talking it. about because yeah. he, he got yeah. one of those picks. He's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He got a helmet, I think it was. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. was just cursing up a storm on Twitter about it. And I was like, yep, that's the same company. So we're not going <laughs> to throw anyone under the bus, but we're just saying be careful. Well, the thing that makes me angry is for years, and I mean years, I would walk into these big Lego stores, even the one here in Manhattan. Yeah. And yeah. I, I would look for them and they wouldn't have them. And I'd beg and I'd talk to somebody. I'd say, how are you missing out on this opportunity? Because think about the father, son, father, daughter project or mother, son, mother, daughter projects, you know, that could, you know, just putting their favorite baseball stadium together. Then you have the whole like, okay, the psychos like me that might start collecting every ballpark you've ever been to type thing or something like that. Okay. Now I'm guessing it has to do with MLB. I'm guessing, you know, not having the rights or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, I, I would suspect it was that. There's the Lego sets that Lego puts out. Right. Then there's also a whole nother side of it. They call them mocks, mm-hmm. M-O-C-S, my oh. own creations. Oh. And somebody will make them, make it all on their own, in their own imagination, and put the instructions on the internet for you to buy all the parts lists, and you can go through and make it yourself. Holy oh. cow. Really? I'm there, there is, right now. There are thousands of them, and I'm sure somebody has done 
different stadiums. Well, now, like I said, these knockoff companies that are, they look like Legos, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They're much smaller pieces. That's the one thing I will say, okay? Because to the point where, shout out to my mother-in-law who gave me the idea, you know how they have these single like dot pieces, like just one Lego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These things were so tiny. I couldn't even fit that. So like she you was, needed a, you needed a microscope to see them. All right. It's not, Oh bad. yeah. It wasn't yeah. that bad, but no, she <laughs> came up with the, she goes like, what about a pair of tweezers? And oh my gosh, that saved me. Like yeah. from that well, moment on that and glue. Well, that and glue obviously, but, but the tweezers to pick up the one pieces, it was like night and day for me. And it was uh, the greatest idea she could have ever given me <laughs> besides marrying weird. her daughter, of course. But I don't even remember how many hours. It was weeks. It was during the pandemic. I had nothing else going on. Before we even started the podcast. Tears were shed. Oh, I was crying. I'm up at 4 a.m. crying. Tears were shed. Grown man crying. And this was a gift I gave him. So, of course, I'm crying because I thought it was the greatest gift and it turned out to be the most horrendous gift. (laughs) So but it's still together. I, it's I, done. I put I, it together. It I looks great. I highly do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I actually think I would like to go back now and buy a new one and start from scratch because this one's ruined because it's like glued <laughs> all over the place. But like halfway through. Yeah. And I almost would like to do it right. And now that I know kind of what I'm doing, well, I knew what I was doing, but the directions were very hard to follow. It was just, it's yeah. a nightmare. I mean, <laughs> and I'm not the only one. I thought I would be the, I thought I really did. I thought I'm an idiot. Like, why can't I do this? What, what's happening right now? But I, I will say now that I've heard from other littles actually on the topic and they agree. They're like, no, no, no. It's the worst Me. company to put out this kind of a product you could ever imagine. Anyway, so Millennial Falcon. That's one I always thought I wanted, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like... That's, is it still that, together? It was, oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't take any of them apart. I gotcha. put them together and I probably got two and a half good-sized bookshelves full of them. Oh, wow. Cool. Plus another, all the cars are above our TV. Mm. Like, I ran a board across our entertainment system Mm -hmm. above the TV, Mm -hmm. and that's where all, I've done the the Porsche I was talking about, I've done a Mustang, a London tour bus, a Land Rover, James Bond's Aston Martin, a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Now, if I may interrupt for one second, I'm a little disappointed in Roxy right now because I gave her a set for, I think it was your birthday or no, it was last Christmas and she hasn't brought it up yet. And I'm looking at it right now out of the corner of my eye. She hasn't even mentioned it. Well, it was in my head. Oh, Um, okay. (laughs) No, he got me The Office. I don't know if you're a fan of The Office. Um, No, I haven't. I didn't watch The Office. But he he got me a, a, a Lego set. Of the office. Of the office. So, and it's got two characters. It's got, I think, a Michael and a Dwight. Oh, it's got Jim, Dwight, and Michael. Oh, and Jim. Yeah, yes. It's got three so of the characters. I put that together, and that was I didn't really cheap fun. out. I got you the real deal here. I didn't get you like some <laughs> knockoff. We're big fans of the that, show, so. I guess I had missed that one. Yeah. Because I've got the Friends apartments. Oh, that's, fun. That's still in the box. Here's, here's, Collector's I item. probably, well, no, not collector's item, more of a, I haven't got to it yet. Right. right. I probably have, I have probably 10, 15 sets that I are still in the box because mm. I'll buy them. <laughs> right. And then it'll be like, I'll buy four or five at a time, but not build them all at once. Right. Build right. Them all at the right time. Yeah. So I've got the friends, the central perk, and then the apartments. And then I have then I have Seinfeld's apartment. Oh, nice. That all have, still have to be built. Wow. But that's because during the spring, summer, we're just getting back into it. We're all really start to build now. There's nothing I can do outside, right. especially when we were during the pandemic yeah. last year. I built that. That was when I did the Millennium Falcon from mm-hmm. like Halloween time through almost Christmas is 
the oh, time wow. frame that I was working on the Millennium Falcon. Wow, yeah. That's, That's about so what fun. it seemed like for me for the Fenway Park. It's probably about yeah, two months. Yeah, but you were working many hours oh, a yeah, day. Yeah. Well, I would try to do one one level each day because it was so it's tedious. Well, as you can imagine, it's Fenway any of the baseball stadiums are yeah. going to be very very they're detailed and very yeah, it was tricky. But where Lego is smart and realizes, okay, there is a whole section of the same color, for instance. We're not going to break that section up into single pieces. We're just going to yeah. keep it as one unit. This this was a nightmare. That's all I'm going to say. Let's, let's was not even. just individual pieces for everything, and it's like you could have consolidated a little bit. Yeah, let's let's um, let's find out about some <laughs> crunchy or smooth peanut butter. What do you like better? <laughs> nice segue. Smooth. Smooth. Okay. All right. <laughs> these are our fun dumb questions. We hope you don't mind because we're running out of time. No, it's so fine. We got to yeah. get into these. That's that's what we at the Loyal Littles podcast we live by these. So. Well, since we're talking about Legos, what was your favorite toy growing up? Probably Legos. Love it. Uh, between Legos and monorockets, those are the reasons I'm an engineer. Gotcha. Cool. Those are some of the, the reasons I became an engineer was I liked building things and I liked exploding things. I used, <laughs> to, love, I used to love those rockets. We did them in Boy Scouts, yeah. Cub Scouts. I used yep. to love those. And then I got my own set on the outside. Did you ever have connects? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I liked the, my brother was a Legos person. I really liked the connects. I used to build the Ferris wheel all the time. Those those were fun. All right. And I'm going to segue somewhere totally just I'm curious because of what you've been talking about. And you said the model rockets, uh, October Sky, thumbs up, yes. thumbs down. Oh, thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Yes. Yeah, that's a just good movie. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure it wasn't me. Uh, who would play you in a movie of your life? Who would want to watch that movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Be positive. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you better pick a good actor then, right? <laughs> Bruce Willis. Ooh. Nice. Both, both have terrible receding hairlines. Uh, <laughs> are you a music fan? Yeah. Okay. If you hosted a Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? If they were all still live, and probably even now then still, probably the Eagles. Ah. I've, I've been an Eagles fan since I was a kid. My dad was a big classic rock fan, so I, the Eagles, I've been an Eagles fan with, since I was a kid. Or... Probably Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh. Mm. One of the two of those, probably. Nice. Nice. Now, all right, I'm going to go there. Now, uh, I wish I had the dates. I have to start getting all the dates. I need a file of what, what little was on what date. The Steve Lipton interview. Do you know the little Steve Lipton? Yes. All right, you should check him out because he plays with the guitar player from Hootie and the Blowfish. Yep. Oh, okay. That's they, right. They, yeah. they grew up together. So that's, that's another right. great interview you should check out. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? I've always wanted to go to Iceland. Mm, ah. I hear great things. It's not ever on anybody's list, but it's like it's like that one place that nobody ever thinks to go to, yeah. but seems like it's be so interesting. Go. I've been almost all over the United States and seen everything. We grew up and we we traveled a lot when I was a kid, so I've seen I've been to like I think it's 46 of the 50 states. Wow. Somewhere and I'd have to I can't think of, yeah, I think it's 46 because it's mm-hmm. Alaska, Hawaii, Washington, and Oregon, I think, oh. are the only ones left. Well, you got to get up there at least. Now that we're on travel, something that goes along with the sports is I'm working on going to all 30 baseball stadiums. Ah, we're very similar. So, uh, okay. I'm three shy on the ballparks and one shy on the states. Oh, um, okay. But I traveled for a um, living, so that's why uh, Alaska is uh, the only one I haven't hit. 
and the ballparks especially. Yeah. Do you know about the passport stamp then for the yes. ballparks? Oh, okay. Or oh, right. for the ballparks? No, not for the ballparks. No, for the no. national. No, for the ballparks. Oh. There's a passport for the baseball stadium. Oh, nice. What I usually do is I cheap out and I usually collect a soda cup from each stadium. That's what I have in my storage somewhere. <laughs> Because I'm a stats nerd, mm-hmm. I have been my whole math and everything my yeah. whole entire life. I buy a media guide oh. that's got all the stats and everything over the players. And, and I, I have to keep it going because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But as I look at it and I look through them, like I have a Brewers one from every year since 2012. Cause we go up there. I mm-hmm. go up to the games yep. pretty often. It's almost the same exact book. <laughs> wow. Now, and the funny thing like, is that's one of my three that I've not been to. You haven't been to oh. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one because I'll home. obviously stop in to see Steve and say hi there and anyone else up there. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the three. That is a nice stadium. Yeah. That's yep. my numbers 13 stadiums that I've been to. Mm-hmm. And that one's at the towards the top. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's... it'll move into my top five then. Who knows? Interesting. All right. Now, I think you're going to see a, a, a trend here because Roxy asked the intelligent, smart, interesting questions. <laughs> I want to know, would you rather have the ability to control the weather or the ability to talk to animals? Weather. Weather. All right. What's your perfect day? Uh, low 70s, sunny. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Good enough. We're very good si- enough to golf. Golf yeah. weather. Yeah. Oh, you're a golfer. All right. Yes. Very similar. Uh, if you could be on a reality TV show, which would it be? Probably Survivor, because that's probably the only one I watch. Nice. Nice. I watch Big Brother. Okay. But my wife has said I would never be allowed to be a big brother. Now, okay, this is interesting. Why is that? <laughs> she goes, all the shenanigans that go on in there. Oh. She, she, it's not that she wouldn't trust me. It's that more along the lines of she doesn't trust everyone anyone right. else. Right, right, right. I get that. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's funny, because we are diehard Survivor fans. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, yep. but. We also say, like, I don't think we could, because we hate snakes, we hate spiders, we hate all that stuff. We'd be great at the challenges and everything, yeah. but we just don't think we could, quote, survive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so someone said to us, well, then, hello, Big Brother's for you. It's indoors, it's in a house, it's the same kind of concept, but we've never watched it, so we right. know nothing about Big Brother. Right. Um, <sighs> but I still... I, it's kind of close. I think there's very, a lot more social aspects to Big Brother than mm-hmm. there's Survivor. Oh, then I'd be terrible at it. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Good. Good to know. But there are no snakes or spiders. <laughs> there are no snakes or spiders. Right. So you watching current season Survivor? Yes. All right. Who do you like? I'm blanking on names. I know. I was actually. just thinking. I don't think I even know. Well, the I, Blue Tribe, we hardly know because yeah. they've not lost yet. So we don't even yeah. get barely no time. I was kind of bummed JD went out just because he I was he was fun. good television. Yeah. I yeah, didn't like him, but he was good TV. Yeah. I think, what's her name? Shan? I think yeah. she's, I think she's, she's, very she's, she's my top. I don't want her to win, but I think she has the most potential right now. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. playing the game. She's playing the game the best yeah. right now. Yeah. So. All right. One more. And then we got to get out of here. If someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, comedy, romantic <laughs> comedy, action film or science fiction or horror or documentary? Oh, right. New we one. added that one. Yeah. I think it has to be a comedy. Oh, okay. I love that. I mean, there's nothing in my life that is serious enough to make it a drama. <laughs> well, no, you know what? When you have two kids running around the house, things can get dramatic. Yes, that's very true. But uh, also comedic, too. Sure. So. How old are your kids? Six and one and a half. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Newbie. Well, Craig, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. This has been great. 
Yeah, it's been fun. All right. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? or how, And how can we find you? You're on Twitter and all that stuff? Most of my tweets are angry tweets at Comcast. Ah. <laughs> so that would be... Honestly, that is the best way to get through to Comcast. If anybody has problems with Comcast, start tweeting at them. Hmm. Things Ooh. get solved very quickly. Interesting. Well, Littles, information for life. All right. And so anything we can plug for you? Anything coming up? Anything you need? No. Not really? Nope. Okay. All right. Nope. All right. Well, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. Sure. All right, all you loyal Littles. We'll be right back. This is Rick Sharp, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast in the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And such a fun time, as always, meeting the Littles. Always. Always. <laughs> and we get a bonus today, Roxy, because yeah. we're bringing back one of our favorite segments, our new favorite segments, really. Mm-hmm. We've only done this a couple times. It's now time for five great minutes. Now, when we reached out, he kind of said he'd call it five mediocre minutes, but we disagree. Yeah. So please welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Ed Butt. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Uh, Things are going very well. Thank you, Chuck and Roxy. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's been a while. It was uh, May, I believe, right? Early before the summer even started. that's about right. May 15th. May 15th. Roxy's on it. August has a holiday. Go look it it up, littles. Yeah, May 15th. (laughs) Make sure you go back and listen to that great interview. I call it from Ed Begley Jr. Is that how you say his name? You still remind me. I still watch Sheldon. What, was that what Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Mm-hmm. And okay. it, that character just cracks me up because it just sounds like you, and it always reminds me of you. It's a huge compliment. I hope you take it that way. I remember Ed Begley from one of the hospital shows back in the yes. you yeah. know, 70s or whatever. Say elsewhere, maybe? No. Uh, probably. Maybe. I don't remember, honestly. I, don't, I just knew he was on it. You're right. I completely forgot about that. But one of the main reasons we wanted to have you back on, besides just to say hello, was now you wrote in about this lollipop song. Now, you claim that you think there's a story behind it with TK, but you weren't sure. So go into that real quick. All right. Well, I'm old. I'm really old. (laughs) I'm even older than Tony. So there's a real chance that I'm just hallucinating this whole thing. But I recalled, as I hear you guys sing, uh, you know, Friday Five, Friday Five, that uh, uh, he had told a story that at Camp Kayuma or Kumbaya or whatever it is, that he and a bunch of guys for the end of the season skit dressed up in polka dot dresses, you know, like they were the cordettes, and then they lip sync to Lollipop. And maybe I'm just making that up, but I think I remember those stories. Unlike Tony, I don't remember what he said. <laughs> There's got to be pictures of that, though, if you would think, oh, right? I'm sure. I mean, but I'm sure they won't get out. He's probably already paid to have them, right, yeah, yeah to, <laughs> for the cover-up. <laughs> I mean, that would be I, amazing I, I, if that's the case. Now, again, I'm adult at, at this late age, but I seem to remember that one of those times that he was talking about that, Gene McManus was on the podcast, and uh, they were talking about that song, The Lollipop, and uh, how horrible the music of that era was, and uh, we're making fun of the whole thing. Right. And since I talk 50s and 60s music a lot with both Gene and Tony, that kind of sticks in my mind. So yeah. maybe I'm not completely hallucinating this. Or it could have been just a really good dream. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That would be a good dream. So, Littles, write in to let us know if, if... Have you heard this? Have you heard this? Do you remember this on the podcast? Because I reached out to Ed to come on the podcast. He's like, well, I, I, I might have this wrong. Has anyone else written in? And I was like, no, not yet. So let's hear from you. Do you remember this story? And we'll get to the bottom of it, Ed, for you. We'll try at least. All right. 
Well, thank you. There is one of the things, uh, Roxy, uh, you haven't buried the lead, but you certainly do camouflage it well. <laughs> now, I, no, I fully understand that since of all the performing arts, you like dancing the best, mm-hmm. and especially tap. I understand that your job as a rockette is like the pinnacle of everything you could ever want. But you have mentioned on and off over all the podcasts that once you got out of Wagner, all of a sudden you were doing right out of school, you know, leads or major parts in musicals all the time. That's really impressive. Ah, thanks. You know, it's funny that you bring this up, Ed, because <laughs> we were just out a little bit last night and that very topic came up because we were talking about certain jobs. You know, there's a great line in a chorus line. And he says, it was the asshole of show business, but it was a job. But we were discussing how Roxy's never had that experience because she was like, some of my current jobs, she's like, yeah, you've had better ones. I'm like, no, no, no. I've had much worse ones. (laughs) I did the one-nighter bus and truck non-union touring. that sounds fun. It's fun, but it's a night. It's hell. It's hell. I mean, you literally wake up, you get on a bus at 4 Mm a.m., you drive to the theater, you drive 350 miles all day, get to the theater, unload, do a show. The show's over. You then go to your hotel, check in at like 1130 at night, check out at five o'clock in the morning. So you're barely even there. You know, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. The first tour I got was a, we had week week-long sit-down. You had a month at the Kennedy Center. So it was really cushy, but... Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> never had the really bad job, which is good for her. No, you're, yeah, you're, you're doing summer stock at some really nice places yeah. right out of school. Yeah. Uh, that, I'm absolutely wowed by that. Well, you know, I kind of set a goal for myself. The first job I got out of college allowed me to start earning points to earn my equity card, so to join gotcha. the union. And you needed 50 points to join the union or just buy into the union. And I wasn't going to just buy into the union. I wanted to work for it. So I, I, after that summer, I set the goal for myself where any theater I work at has to be a theater that offers points because that I felt like was yeah, going to give sometimes... me more of like the more professional, more like realistic experience of the goal that I was trying to get to. Yeah. Um, and some people legitimately get sidetracked by like, well, I just got offered this great role. I'm going right. to play Lori in Oklahoma but it's not in a theater that I'm going to get points. What do I do? Yeah. Well, you probably do the role. But see, I was I was definitely mainly chorus girl material. And so being able to explore all of that while earning my way in that sense, that was the path I chose. But Ed, so, I really appreciate yeah. you bringing that up. I do. Because it just came well, up. And I know. She yeah. didn't no, just, I was very fortunate. She didn't just realize. I yeah. was very fortunate. Yeah. Well, for, fortunate is one thing, but... Uh, you, know, you can be very fortunate, but if you have any talent, you're still going to have to get those jobs. Right. That's true. So that's, right. I'm truly impressed. Oh, thank you. Aww. Thank you. I well, appreciate that. Ed, this has been great. We really appreciate Now, we're calling this five mediocre minutes, I think, <laughs> is what you, uh, you... He deemed it that. It's not going to be five great minutes with me. Oh. What are you talking oh, about? Well, no. we're always going to say five great minutes, yep. so we really appreciate the time. It's been so great catching up with you. All right, great. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank thanks, Ed. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, appreciate bye. it. Bye. All right, Roxy, the great Ed Butt. Such a good time always. And one day I will learn not to stop recording before he stops speaking. Yes. We thought we were finished doing our little five great minutes. And 
he just starts more greatness happened. More greatness happened. It's I'm I'm an idiot, but we know that. <laughs> Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run on over to Apple and iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. And thank you once again, Craig Rose, for coming on and being our Meet the Littles guest. And thank you, Joe Mahan, Sandra Rohde, and Rick Sharp for our bumpers this week. And as always, Roxy, if you're out shopping online tonight, which we know you will be. I've been. (laughs) Even Amazon has little coupons sometimes. She's got a coupon. Yeah. Well, also, don't forget to use the code. Lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, lollipop, lollipop, lolly. Now you know why I never sing. One thing that I remember Since you've been gone Windows in the winter Russians too long One thing that I've been closer to Far away While the seconds count the day One thing that I remember Since you've been gone you in a photograph in the river by night and the steam of your body in the blood red
Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.